The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded February 25th, 2022. Enjoy! Welcome to the March edition of Life in the Tax Lane, the spring edition. Snow's melting, flowers coming up doing their thing. <laughs> I'm excited. You can see the ground again. You can see the people around you. Pretty soon we can oh. hug each other. It's going to be fantastic. How about you, Hugh? Gonna now get hugging? back to your desk and get those personal tax returns. Right? Because <laughs> in case you were in any way uncertain, the CRA gave us, what, oh. 11 different announcements on Mar on February 21 that T1 season has begun. Well, their e-file system's open anyway, so file early, file early. Yeah, but not if you want to claim one of those new refundable payments in Bill C-8, like the uh, payment to farmers in the backstop provinces for carbon tax, or the increased teachers and early childhood educators school supply credit, because since that doesn't have royal assent, if you file with that, we're just going to wait and not process. We're not clear. The claim or the return in its entirety until that does get royal assent. So mm -hmm. also not quite sure what happens to the Northern residence deduction change because they didn't mention that, but it's in the same bill, but that's not a refundable credit. So maybe the rules are different. Great, I haven't even opened up my tax prep files yet and I'm already confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another thing that causes a lot of confusion and that is, you know, I've disposed of my house. What do I what do I do? Is there a capital gain? Do I get the principal residence exemption? Well, CRA has actually started a targeted uh, education campaign as reported by some practitioners in the British Columbia area. So let me just tell you a little bit about that project. Well, first of all, CRA is identifying people who look like they're at higher risk of having claimed the exemption, the PRE, incorrectly. So we've seen two types of letters go thus far. There could be more, but in one of them, they've identified uh, individuals who have reported the disposition of that principal resident, but also reported a major decrease in rental income. And I guess the thought is, well, maybe that property you sold, was it actually a rental property? Are you actually eligible for this? Have you made the right elections, et cetera? So, you know, they're looking at those. We've also seen situations where if you've had more than one dispositions of a principal residence in the 2018 and 2019 period, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're a flipper or whatever, uh, they're getting letters too. And these letters basically say, are you sure you filed things correctly? If not, here, you can amend it by doing this. And plus, we'll give you a follow-up phone call so we can answer any questions you might have. So interesting that they're doing it this way. And uh, who knows if this project will increase. Maybe it'll be a review, audit. Maybe it'll be spreading across the country. We'll have to see. But mm -hmm. an interesting start anyways. Mm -hmm. And just because you got this letter doesn't mean you did anything wrong. CRA just wants you to double check and confirm. So this is maybe their first step in their increased review activity related to real estate principal residence exemption, something they've been harping on and on about for years now. Now let's talk about another issue related to our home, and that's for our individual employees who are working from home due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We know that they can claim a maximum deduction of 500 bucks in respect of the temporary flat rate method, but it's a really important reminder that CRA provided us just a couple uh, couple weeks ago where they basically said, you know what, it's not a $500 deduction for everyone. It's $2 per day that you are working from home. So if you look at these individuals who worked the typical Monday to Friday, guess how many of those days were in the year? 
261. So when you factor out statutory holidays during the week that you didn't work, maybe a few sick days, maybe if you actually had the guts to take some vacation this year, you're not going to get to that 261 days, or it's going to be very difficult to do that. So just a heads up there. Now, of course, if you do work on the weekends, that those days would actually count towards your 250 day threshold. So it could bring you back up there. But it's definitely not a straight 500 buck deduction for each and every employee out there that's working from home. The nerve of them capping that at only 250 <laughs> days. Yet another slap in the face to accountants. Uh, well, speaking of things that accountants and everybody else are going to have to deal with, uh, we got that huge package of draft legislation uh, on February 4th. Thanks for finally putting out the stuff you promised last budget out, so at least in draft form for consultation. Uh, maybe next time, look at the dates before you publish that, because the vast majority of these changes are effective after 2021. So we haven't finished consulting on them yet, but hey, they're effective. Uh, please follow them. Uh, not sure that's the right approach. But in addition to a lot of other things designed to uh, increase our electronic interaction with CRA rather than live and in person and on paper, We've got the proposal that says CRA is going to be able to say, we told the person who filed your return electronically that your notice of assessment was available online. That means we've done our job. You have it already, or at least that's what will be deemed, mm -hmm. even if you don't have electronic access through the My Account service. So that's a source of great consternation for a lot of tax preparers and probably should be a concern for individuals who may not be receiving those assessments anymore. The other one that I think is going to attract a lot of attention, and maybe some people should be talking to their MPs about, I have to make a payment of 10000 or more to CRA for any reason under the uh, legislation. You're going to be required to do that through your financial institution or otherwise make it happen electronically. No more checks. They haven't accepted legal tender in Canada for your Canadian tax bill for a long time, but now you can't even send a check unless it was unreasonable for you to remit it electronically, whatever yeah. the heck that means. And... Uh, if you thought it was unreasonable and CRA didn't, here's your bill for 100 bucks for check processing fees. You're going to have a penalty. So I can think of a few senior citizens who aren't that big on electronic banking and may not be overly thrilled with this change. Uh, I'm thinking the MPs are going to hear about this, but if you're concerned about it, maybe you want to make your friends, family, and et cetera aware of it, because if they don't hear anything, it probably goes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Hugh, one of the other items that was included in this draft legislation had to do with increased disclosure requirements for trusts. And this was something we were waiting for the legislation on for a long, long time. And we finally got it. Um, but, you know, originally it was those December 31, 2021 trusts where we'd have to first follow these new rules. Uh, now we've got the legislation. We know that everything is basically pushed back a year. But one of the additional items that was included in terms of the types of trusts that need to file are uh, essentially bear trusts. With what is commonly known as bear trust, the actual wording is um, if you have a trust that is basically acting as an agent for the beneficiaries, yes, you're going to have to report those ones as well. Uh, big deal because, I mean, these bear trust-like arrange arrangements are used in real estate all the time, agriculture. It, there's going to be a lot of reporting associated with mm -hmm. that. Caitlin, Hugh? Well, what finance hasn't said is just how far does this extend because that actually describes just being on title for your kid's house because you're guaranteeing the mortgage or mom and dad's house for transfer should they pass away. So 
if you're thinking everybody who's got that situation is supposed to file a trust return, that's going to be a little challenging. You're going to have a lot of surprising phone calls that you're going to be having to make to your clients. Well, let's talk about another provision that was included in this massive February 4th release. And it goes back to a budget proposal from 2021 where CCPCs could deduct could fully deduct in that first year up to one and a half million dollars of depreciable property that they acquired in the year. We never had draft legislation. CRA denied these claims that CCPCs were pushing out because we didn't have the legislation. But now that is included in that February 4th suite of, of legislation. And what we have now is actually pretty consistent with what we had in the budget. However, there are some broadening provisions that will allow more taxpayers to benefit from this full and immediate write-off. The biggest one here are proprietors. Individuals as well as Canadian partnerships will be able to access this up to one and a half million dollars of full write-off in that first year where you have that right property uh, that you are acquiring. The key issue here is the kickoff date in respect of individuals and Canadian partnerships. We're looking at acquisitions in 2022 and onwards. So a little bit of good news there. There's a lot more clarification in the legislation, uh, but it is something to be, be looking out for. Yeah, just to be careful, though, it's not all Canadian partnerships. It is actually very limited in terms of yeah. which ones would apply. But yeah. uh, you have to well, have... You know, don't delay, file today, except because it doesn't have, it hasn't been tabled. Yeah. CRA has noted they can't base this on a promise. They can't base it on draft legislation. So we've already had corporate claims disallowed because people mm. thought they could claim it just because the finance minister said you could in the House of Commons back on budget day. And CRA has so far said, we can't allow this before legislation is tabled. They certainly haven't said, yeah, but the day it's tabled, the sky's the limit, have at her. I think they've mm -hmm. got to create forms, processes, and systems because there's a lot of rules for organizations that have to share access as well. So mm -hmm. something else to look out for going forward. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks a lot. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian accounting professionals with practical tax information for over 40 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and pre-recorded seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more information, go to videotax.com. The preceding information is for general information purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts or circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more information, go to videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News, Inc. 2022. All rights reserved.